Hello, this is Shoshana Pupko with the Ava Torah Sirius Simcha Recording 16. Last week, we talked about relational well-being, a topic that deserves far more attention than we can give it in this context. If you're interested in probing further what a healthy, secure relationship can and should look like, I encourage you to read Sue Johnson's book, Hold Me Tight. Today, Let's talk about the third area enumerated by Tal Ben-Shachar, spiritual well-being. The first thing we need to clarify when talking about spiritual well-being is the role that religion should or shouldn't play in this discussion. We're going to take the approach that while spirituality should be nurtured in religious contexts, it can also be learned and cultivated in day-to-day life. Let's talk about this distinction. Viktor Frankl, in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, distinguishes between the meaning of life and the meaning in life. The meaning of life includes questions like, why am I here and what's the purpose of it all? These and other related questions are often grappled with in a religious context. And when religious values are followed in day-to-day life, then these values will provide a good roadmap of how to find meaning in life. But for our discussion, it's important to distinguish that you don't have to have a clear meaning of life to find meaning in life, nor do you have to rely on religion to find meaning in life. Let's unpack this together. Another way to find meaning in life is by bringing awareness to the ordinary things that we do every single day, including the things we do routinely. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, the invariable mark of wisdom is to see the miraculous in the common. And Einstein once said, there are only two ways to live your life. One, as though nothing is a miracle. The other, as though everything is a miracle. Both of these statements stress the importance of not taking things for granted and noticing the small miracles. But growing in our spiritual well-being by finding meaning in life doesn't have to be that robust. Finding meaning in life is about bringing attention and awareness to what you're doing in that moment. And then let your brain do the rest. In other words, When we tune in, which means we're not multitasking or distracted, we're giving ourselves the opportunity to appreciate the day-to-day tasks of life, most of which contribute to living a life of meaning. And it isn't necessary to impose meaning on what you're doing. For example, reciting positive platitudes as you scrub a really burnt pot. Your job is simply to notice, to tune in, to pay attention. What we just described is often referred to as the informal practice of meditation. You may also be familiar with the formal practice of meditation, which entails sitting down for a set period of time and focusing on the breath going in and out. If you want to practice formal meditation, check out the 10% app by Dan Harris, the 10% Happier app by Dan Harris. It's organized by topic, by presenter, and by the amount of time you wanna spend meditating. 
The reason people turn to a formal meditation practice is because it ensures that your brain gets a regular workout practicing these skills. On a personal note, the 10% Happier app has had a huge influence on me and on my family. Now let's tie all these pieces together. Spiritual well-being can be nurtured and enhanced by finding meaning in life. And paying attention, practicing informal meditation is a primary way that leads to meaningful engagement with the day-to-day. If you're feeling skeptical, I assure you that this is clinically research-based. It's the work of Dr. John Kabat-Zinn, which taught us that whether you practice formal or informal meditation, practicing mindfulness, paying attention, transforms mundane moments. And this leads directly to increased feelings of happiness. Next week, we'll talk about the roadblocks that get in the way and what we can do about those impasses.